everyone, and welcome to Televisions, the podcast, an audio companion to the Televisions website, and a show made by Anglophiles for Anglophiles. I am Lacey Barger-Milas, and I'm the editor here at Televisions, and joining me as usual is my co-host, Miss Annie Bundle. Hello. Hello. How are you today? Um, uh, it's fine. I can't believe, like, Thanksgiving is upon us. I don't. I don't know. What is time? Uh, my, my laptop may be dying over here. Um, it is making a little chugging noise, like the little engine that could. Oh, so I if used you... to love that book. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I think I can. I think I can. I think I can. All right. It's only, it's only got to make it for like 45 minutes, and then it can be free to die. <laughs> yeah. So uh, if you hear a little chugging noise in the background, that is what's happening. It is it is, it is, it is, it is working really hard to get through this podcast. Um, so apologies if you hear that. Um, otherwise, uh, yeah, uh, I think I think that's basically like the entirety of my life right now. We are all, I think, canning along our way through uh, our way to the holidays. <laughs> Look, we're just doing our best. <laughs> I have a very large Dunkin' coffee. Okay, people, let's go. Um, ha- and 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 what are we talking about today? Actually, wh- wh- why do I have a third box on my screen? Um, we have a third box on your screen because um, we very high tech record using like google video but um jan and melania is joining us to talk about the rest of the second season of world on fire hey janet hello thanks for inviting me yay so um world on fire is a thing that we talked about already once uh this fall but i think our episode was only the first episode it was a lot Mm -hmm. We have a lot of things to uh, discuss. Yeah, I'm actually really glad that this is the one show that we decided that we absolutely had to come back to. Um, we chose that partly because there was just so much going on in the first episode, but also because um, like first, uh, first I want everybody sort of like uh, just sort of top line. Did you like the season? Is it better or worse than season one? Um, actually, Janet, go first on this because I'm curious what you thought. I liked it. I liked it a lot. But at the same time, I thought it had some real flaws. The real, f- um, the major flaw I had with it was that Rabina is becoming so inconsistent and unpleasant, and she just isn't making sense anymore. And also, oh no, uh, yes. the, Rizzi- the Rabina yes, stand has right. logged on over here. Also, so we're ready. Yeah. Also, I had this. <laughs> I had this fantasy, which I thought was absolutely brilliant. That. Instead of Cassia being recruited by Sir James, Rubina is recruited because she's mean. And I think she would have done very, very well behind enemy lines. Of course, she doesn't have the language skills, but I was really hoping that's what he'd do. Because, I mean, if you want an invisible agent, hey, take a woman of a certain age, invisibility, Immediately, mm. yeah. Also, also, there were things about. I mean, there's so many inconsistencies and some things that they didn't even try to do, and they should have done. Um, I can talk about that now. I can save it later. I, I think I think that's a good top line yeah. for the moment. Yeah. Um, I I want to say that I basically sort of agree with that, not for the same reasons, mm-hmm. but that is sort of my take too. That I felt like this season had a lot of really great things about Mm it places where it really improved in fact yeah and then there were places where i felt that it was actually much weaker than Mm. season one um and the thing that i felt was actually weaker than season one is um i felt less balanced in its theaters of war Mm -hmm. um i felt like uh in season one i felt like and this is partly because they had um they had a, a, a they had a, the Helen Hunt in Germany, mm-hmm. and so Germany stayed front and center. Oh yeah, they deaf wa- they deaf wandered away from the German storyline for like three episodes yeah. in the middle of the season, which yeah. is really weird. And because France was sort of an offshoot of Helen Hunt's story, France also stayed sort of front and center. So there was a sense that like every theater, you know, the Polish theater, the the English theater, the 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 German theater, and and the French theater all had sort of equal weight. And this season, it sort of felt like Manchester and North Africa had were the top lines and, and and France and France was sort of this this sort of offshoot romance thing that was sort of like an appendage from season one and Germany was sort of like oh when we remember we get to this mm-hmm. <laughs> and that that was that that was unbalanced in my view 
Um, that was my big complaint about this season. And if we get season three, and I looked up, and I do not actually have, I did not see that season three has been uh, renewed yet um, as of this recording. Um, and I'm hoping that changes by the time this recording comes out. Um, that uh, if, if and when we get season three, that they get better at sort of at giving equal weight to all theaters. Because um, well, that- what's what's going to be interesting about season three is the fact that season two ends in September of 1941. Mm-hmm. Mm. So America <laughs> is coming. Well, just about the last line um, in the news broadcast at the end is that America is going to join the war. But I was thinking about, I mean, when is this supposed to be? Because it was before... We, lo- Pearl- we looked it up. Bec- we, we looked it up yeah. because mm. um, they referenced Kiev falling. Yes, which which puts it in a, in or around September of 1941. But it's before Pearl Harbor. Yes, it's before. We have about three months before America yeah. enters the war. Okay, so this is about the point where FDR is trying desperately to get America to enter the war, and Congress is basically dithering. And then Pearl Harbor happens, and that's yes. what sort of tips everything. Yeah, well, we, okay. we know that they're building Lancaster bombers in Manchester, but um, mm. um, so... This is after the oh I can't remember it, it, it it's the bill that authorized America um ordering and buying oh, weapons right yes right it's the it's the it's, in that it's the back end yes. roundabout thing yes mm-hmm. yeah uh, oh shoot what is that called lend lease um, lend lease thank yes, you yes it's, yeah it's where we're selling them arms but not selling them arms yes. directly mm-hmm. it's the lend lease thing yes <laughs> I don't exactly remember the rest of it I just remember the lend lease part of the. Of, of the bill yeah it's game. it's like they're expecting to get them back <laughs> <laughs> here are the shards of this bomb yeah. that you lent us we'll put it in empty bag. I, think, I don't know yeah i thought i thought really the saving grace of 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 this series is that we get the north african theater did you know by mm-hmm. the way that was filmed in a nottingham warehouse with a lot of green screening Really? They had a lot of... I didn't know that. I mean, I figured yeah. that they. I figured they didn't go to Egypt, but like, it looks like they were at least outside. No, usually they go to Morocco. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Is it? Is it? Okay, I have to ask. Is it? Is it? Is it like with the Star Wars thing where they actually do it in the hologram in in a hologram room, in a, in a holodeck room where it's a three hundred and sixty green screen? Well, I read an interview with um uh. The guy we all like so much, <laughs> Rajib, <laughs> uh, with with Rajib, and one. he said, "All oh, actually, a hard Razimir to give him his real name." Yes. and he said, "Yes, he he thought they were going to go to Morocco because apparently that's the the closest place, and um and instead they went to um, a Nottingham warehouse which they filled with sand, and and uh, they must have had green screens for the mountains and everything in the background, but I mean it really looked awful." I mean, I think it showed you how tough the desert was. I mean, it's like yet another sandstorm is coming over. Oh, not again! Yeah. Because there, there are, um, there are now, I believe, two or three um, uh, uh, sa- uh, sa- uh, sound screens or uh, 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 places where Star Wars films that mm-hmm. where it is a three sixty in the round basically uh fully digital fully digital green screen space mm-hmm. where they can basically project anything and you are fully immersed within mm-hmm. the world that they project around you. Mm-hmm. And that is actually how they film like all the star that's how they film all of the Star Wars television shows. Mm-hmm. And I know that there is one in the UK and there is one in there is one in LA and then there is one somewhere else in the US but I don't exactly remember where but there's three of them all together mm-hmm. um and that that's basically like Disney has like sunk money into those mm-hmm. um and that that's actually what the uh you know the U2 sphere thing that they're doing the concert in in Las Vegas basically the sphere is like the commercial version of that <laughs> anyway um anyway I'm, back to the, back to the show, back to the show. Um, <laughs> I, I tuned out for like a few minutes there guys so I'm not mad if anybody else did either Sorry, uh, I got techie was, on you. What was I going to say? I was going to say that um, for me, what really worked this season really worked and what didn't really didn't. Um, I felt definitely some segments got more screen, t- screen time and were better than the others. Mm-hmm. I would say the saving grace of the show is is it's for the most part with one glaring exception, which I'll get to in a second, is um, it's women. Mm-hmm. I think it still does really 
really well with its female characters and gives them space and agency that you don't often see in these kind of stories. I don't know what happened with the Lois storyline. It's just a mess. But uh, I think they really wanted to do something with that and they sort of like lost the thread mm-hmm. or they didn't have enough screen time and it got cut. Like, I, I don't know. It's really weird. I don't know what happened there, but it sort of felt like there was something that was supposed to happen and didn't. Yeah. I know. It's like she went to Africa met a baby and left yeah it it really felt like there was like us there were several scenes that should have happened and didn't yeah there was an awful lot about you know being a mother and being a mother during wartime in 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 both the manchester storylines and and of course um the africa storyline and also you had rabina at one point um basically extolling the virtues of women staying at home you know the Kirche, Kuchen, um, whatever of of the Nazis. They wanted. They didn't want women out and about doing stuff. They wanted them. They wanted them safe at home, out of trouble, and not causing any trouble. And Rabina, I think, Rabina, what are you doing on this side of the channel? Shouldn't you be in Germany with views like that? Well, what what worked for me about that particular aspect of Rabina's character is that so much of of her language about those things and the way she feels about Vera Mm -hmm. and the way um, she responds to the fact that her stupid, worthless son (laughs) keeps throwing what a bad mother she was Mm -hmm. in her face. We'll get back to the stupid, Mm -hmm. stupid, worthless son. Um, I do think in a lot of ways it's supposed to read as this is Rabina trying to do better. Yes, I, I absolutely agree with that. Because she loves her granddaughter. She really, like, wants... That scene where she's going on in the finale about how this is how you break the cycle. Yes, is really powerful, I think. And I think that she, you know, kind of learned that because her relationship with Harry is so bad mm-hmm. and and raising him went so poorly. Mm-hmm. Like, I think she thinks that that child is sort of a second chance for her. Mm-hmm. I 100% agree. It is, but it's not her child. And um, I thought she was being sort of crazy about that. Um, I didn't, but I do wish that the show had made that sort of dynamic between her and Lois a little I don't know better mm-hmm. yeah absolutely because like that was really just like I'm her mother I should have her which I basically like support but also again Lois's entire arc this season was going to Africa seeing a baby and feeling sad mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah I, I I have to admit there was a, there was a lot of disappointment in how that played out because the one thing I was really interested in the Lois arc is um because I think you see the other side of it with Rabina coming to the other side of this is I think there's a real interesting story in there with women who are young mothers who don't feel maternal. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like, I think there's really something interesting about Lois didn't really want this baby. She doesn't know how to be a mother to this baby. Like her mother is dead. Mm-hmm. So she doesn't have a lot of good role models. Like she doesn't feel particularly maternal. And I thought that was really interesting. And way better than her, like, finding a refugee kid and being sad about it. And she couldn't do anything about it anyway. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, there's also the fact that Lois has been through a ton of trauma. Yeah. And so there's also that also worked into it. And that the trauma and the and and the lack of maternal feelings and all of that sort of mixed together and not being able to. Ha- and the fact that she doesn't even have the language to separate those things. And so they all sort of smash together. And Kazia, too, has the same issues. Mm-hmm. She's not she doesn't feel maternal. She has way more trauma than than Lois does. But also in the same vein, a complete lack of language in order to express these things. Mm-hmm. And but I think the show lets Kazia deal with it in a in a in a better or at least more complete way yeah. than Lois does. Yeah. But both like, of them should have been allowed to sort of explore that and explore sort of the two sides of the coin because Kazia is the one left with the baby even though she didn't have it, and Lois is the one who leaves the baby even though it's technically hers. And I thought that that was a really great dynamic that they set up and then did nothing with. Mm. And that really frustrated me. Yeah, I was very frustrated by that because it didn't seem to it just seemed very unrealistic generally if you were a woman with a baby you would not go join the ats 
At least you I, wouldn't have been allowed to, you right? You wouldn't have been allowed to, right. Um, I wondered if she had lied because the the lady that is in Africa with her is like, you have a baby. Yeah, I, yeah and, like uh, that too. Yeah. And, and that also never actually really explored. It sort of hinted mm-hmm. at. And again, like there's so much to the Lois story that sort of just got sort of, it, it's like it just got cut for time. Yeah. And I'm like, man, if this is the stuff you're cutting for time, then we need to take out France. Okay? Or we need to just not do Germany no at all. Like, we just need, or, or you need to give us two more episodes. Yeah. Okay? But you can't, you can't give us this storyline and then not do it. Mm-hmm. Okay? That's not fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And honestly, like, I wouldn't. I wouldn't lose a minute of the North Africa storyline. In fact, I would have preferred more of that. Um, I loved that arc and that 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 realization that he's not fighting for England. He's fighting to make sure that India isn't dominated by Germany next. Yeah, apparently, right? He, like that. He, apparently, Gandhi um, used to hand used to hand out a whole load of German propaganda. Really? really? I never knew that. I just knew that he. I just knew that, like that, 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 when Gandhi first came to power, that that um, that the UK treated him like a terrorist. But that was the only thing I really ever knew about that. That that I didn't actually know that he was. Was he actually pro-German? That's amazing. Wow. Okay. He's he saw it as a way of um, getting free from the British. I mean, I don't yes. blame him, but yeah. also the that's not actually what would have happened. He would have been mm-hmm. simply just they would have simply become part of the German Empire. Yeah, right. Well <laughs> well, um Rajib says says at one point that he's fighting the war because he thought the British were the lesser of two evils. Yes, exactly. He didn't want to be a member of the German Empire or the German Reich or whatever. Exactly. And I thought I thought that was such a that that was such a great scene. Yes. And everything that, that this sort of happens up until that scene is so necessary to get there. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm saying I would not cut a minute of that. In fact, I would give it more. I loved ev- even the Harry parts. And I mm-hmm. dislike Harry a lot. You know I like, you know I am no Harry fan. Mm-hmm. You know I'm not. Don't worry. I'm here to... F- to fight the good fight of Harry hatred. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but what? everything about North Africa was so good. Yeah. So good. Literally, what will men do except go to therapy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they'll go to North Africa and they'll watch Stan die. Man, I was so sad when Stan died. Oh, so was I. Well, I, I found the last two episodes very weepy anyway. They um, were. They were, yeah. And um, uh, in, in fact, I would actually say that I think I cried the most in the penultimate episode more than I actually cried in the, in the final episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Okay. Can I also just say, poor Jan, does that kid ever get to finish a meal? Yes. <laughs> no. No, he does not. That's why he's so skinny. <laughs> yeah. And then he was eating the family jam. Um. I think he probably would have been throttled <laughs> for eating the starving? family jam. Well, you know, the thing is, there is food rationing and there's clothing rationing and all sorts of things were short. Um, they were short on. Like one thing that was struck me about the characters in England is how clean everyone looked. But they, yeah. But they wouldn't have done. It. I mean, they would have been saving tiny, tiny slivers of soap. They wouldn't. Rabina is always beautifully dressed, but the thing is, if you wore clothes out you might not be able to replace them very easily. And so I always felt that uh, Rabina was living in this sort of gilded palace, both of her house and of her mind. She even has a servant. Why isn't that girl working in a munitions factory? Anyway, questions, questions, questions. I I thought it, I really like the home fires stuff. I mean, I loved um, that series, Home Fires, which only ran for two series. Such a good series about about what the women were doing. And women were going and doing unorthodox things. And, um, you know, as well as being parachuted behind enemy lines, um, you know, a lot of women were working in intelligence. And um, I, I, do lo- I do love Kazia's storyline. Yes, I do think she yes. has the best. Of everyone in the season, mm-hmm. I think Kazia has the strongest and best storyline. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I- I'll agree with that. Um, I mean, I, I know that you wanted more for Rubina, but I'm not surprised you didn't get more. Yeah. I am a little surprised she turned down Sir James. I sort of I actually really liked Rubina's arc this season, but I am the card carrying Rubina defender. Let's talk about Kazia first. Though. Okay. Um I I loved the fact that she was taken in 
by um by uh, Arena. Mm-hmm. Um, I I love the fact that she that she really and truly wanted to believe the fact that that girl wasn't a Nazi spy. Yeah. Um, I love the fact she was absolutely heartbroken to discover she was a Nazi spy, and I loved the whole scene where she finally just sort of breaks down and and gives up and just yells at Sir James in front of Urbina and mm-hmm. lets her be and, and is like, "Screw all of this secrecy. You think I'm sleeping with this guy? No, this guy literally is making my life hell." Mm-hmm. And I love the fact that at the end he's like, "You know what?" Go back to Poland. You really belong in Poland. You, we need you there. And I loved that. Mm-hmm. I loved everything about that. I just, what the only thing I didn't believe is that Robina turned him down because he supported her going back to Poland. That was the one well, thing. That I didn't... think Robina turned him down because she just met the man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but back to Kasia, I actually really loved that the show did not. Um, because I have two things. One, I was not a huge fan of Kaja's story in the first season for a bunch of reasons, but I loved her in this season. And I thought that she had so much growth and so much strength and so much fire. Mm-hmm. And I'm so, so grateful that the show did not try to make her small yeah. to fit it, to fit into Harry's story. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was really wor- I was really worried that it was going to yeah. that it was going to make her decide that like this is more important than like the fight that she has never really stopped fighting in her heart. Mm-hmm. Like I love that I love that she got to do that. Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought I thought the whole um <clears throat> the whole storyline with the spy um arena was so sad. Um because it was the first time in gosh months that Cassia had been able to speak freely to yeah. another Polish woman. And the scene where they said, look, I found mushrooms, which apparently is a very big thing, um, you know, going out early in the morning and finding dew-covered mushrooms. And uh, and and she was such a lovely, warm person, but she was, she was a spy. Uh, what can you do? Yeah. I mean that was a that was so in a, in a way that was so tragic. Yeah, like that that whole that whole um that whole arc, um, including like Rabina not understanding that the dog is there as sort of this thing oh, yeah. for her to <laughs> yes, that's a lurcher, <laughs> right? Rabina calling it a low class dog absolutely <laughs> killed me. I'm sorry. Well, of course, Rabina um, would. <laughs> <laughs> um, but honestly, like the fact that Rubina just totally didn't understand what was happening mm-hmm. in that was 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 sort of the icing on the cake of a really great arc. Mm-hmm. Um, and I loved everything about. That. I loved the fact that they could speak Polish to each other. I loved the fact that like that how guilty. Kazia felt when she couldn't bring Jan mm-hmm. and Anarino totally 100% bought that mm-hmm. and like was giving her things to oh your brother's sick here let me help you and like and, and how guilty she clearly felt and yeah. like everything about that was just so so perfect oh the subtlety of that scene was amazing because um Irina brought out honey and chamomile um for Jan's time uh, legendary tummy ache and mm-hmm. you know smells are so evocative and and you can and you can see Cassia looking smelling um the chamomile and she was looking at the table and the polish dishes that were there and um and it, i mean it's no wonder that she couldn't really deal with arena being a spy and mm-hmm. uh Oh, and yeah. and the fact and the fact that then Arena commits suicide. Yes, I mean that also was such a gut punch. I yes. mean, you knew, yeah. you knew that it was coming. Like mm-hmm. the sh- the show made it very obvious, at least to mm-hmm. me, it made it very obvious it was coming. I don't know about you, but I f- I I knew that that was coming. I knew mm-hmm. that the- when she woke up, that was going to be what happened. But at the same time, like it was still like it was a gut punch, mm-hmm. and you you just knew that like that Kazia was not going to be okay, mm-hmm. and that it was a- yet another trauma on top of trauma on top of trauma and how much can this girl really take before she snaps oh oh i loved cassie i mean she is so tough Mm -hmm. i love the way she was she was um 
performing domestic duties um, by banging plates down on tables, and because Rabina was <laughs> always she, like, pushing made a cake, and it's like the worst cake. <laughs> oh my god! That, oh my god! That looked so. That looked the most unappetizing thing I've ever seen. Like I, I looked at yes. that and I thought to myself, "My God, you wouldn't last a week in the yes. tent." I tried to make a Polish cake, but I didn't have all the ingredients clearly. <laughs> So I just used some random things that were in the kitchen. Enjoy. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, so, okay, let us talk about Rubina because clearly, like... Love her. I know, I know. You, you, are, our ardent, you are our ardent Rubina defender. I will say, of course, she had all of the great lines this season yes. because she always does. Um, You know, we really should, like, make a list of all of those who have inherited the Maggie Smith great lines Um, because there really is, like, a little group of them, like Leslie Manville is one, um, mm-hmm. Christina Baranski is mm-hmm. another. Anyway, um. Uh, the children, it, the children of the dowager, if you will. Yes. Uh, please, please, please uh, defend Rubina for us. Because- I'm ready to. I'm always. I stand ready to defend Rubina. Okay. Um, I do. Like I said earlier, I do think she gets a really like. I I think her her having to sort of basically adopt her grandchild mm-hmm. is such like a big important thing for her, and I I don't. I don't think there's anything wrong with the fact that she was not a particularly maternal mother or that Lois is either. But I do like that they, you know, they show her sort of changing, but not because she feels like she has to. It's because she loves her grandchild and she wants to. Mm-hmm. She wants to do better by Vera than she did by Harry. And um, I also really like her weird, feisty little relationship with Kaja this season. Mm-hmm. I think she really comes to care for her in a way that she didn't expect to, even though they sort of are at each other's throats all the time. Um, she deserves a better son than Harry, who literally comes home and treats her like dirt for the minute he like comes in the house. Uh, I don't know. I liked her and Sir James more than I thought mm-hmm. I would. I am not shocked that she didn't say yes to his proposal because, A, she just met the man. He's like a stranger who's living in her house. And also the guy she was sort of had a flirty thing with just got like run over by a bus <laughs> a year ago. Oh, yeah. So... She's got her own like little traumas to deal with, but I don't know. I think she's, I just think she's great. I don't care that she's mean. Women are allowed to be mean. Mm-hmm. I mean, I it's not that she's mean that bothers me. Mm-hmm. What bothered me this season, um, I, I actually almost didn't even mind her arguing that she should keep Vera over Lois. Mm-hmm. Honestly, that didn't bother me that much because I'm not sure Lois, just because Lois gave birth to Vera does not automatically mean that she should be the mother. Like, mm-hmm. I honestly do not buy that argument. And it pissed me off that Harry made that argument. Mm-hmm. And honestly, Harry's a jerk. And I don't think that he has the right to make those arguments. Um, I also think it's really weird how resistant this show is to looking at. I will come back. I, I promise I'll get back to my Rubina defense in a second. But like the scene where Yan basically tells Harry about himself, A, was amazing. And B, underline for me that this show really wants to have it both ways with that character like the fact that no one ever mentions or deals with the fact that he is a child out of wedlock with this other woman Mm -hmm. and then he brought home like a war bride what yeah Mm. um i i i gotta say like um it is that is absolutely correct um and there is a level where the show wants very much and i do believe this very much that the show wants every single like heroic man that you find in these in these show in in this type of show and to take those those cliches and turn them on their heads i absolutely believe that that was the point of season one and that that is what harry is quote-unquote supposed to be the problem is is that the show eat while trying to make Harry sort of the 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 turn that cliche on its head thing, the incompetent idiot, you know, he's the guy in the poster and he's also just, I mean, look at this man, he's a mess. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, they can't help but also make him the hero. Mm-hmm. And that is a fight that they are having with themselves. Right, and he's out here with, Ill- he's out here with illegitimate children, he's murdering people yes. in cold blood. Yeah. Like, right, like he is at- the hell? Right, like I do honestly think the show is almost fighting itself in that it keeps accidentally, it didn't mean to make him the hero, It was he was never supposed to be the hero, they just keep accidentally making him the hero because he looks like it well yeah um he's a sort of archetype isn't he he's the medium posh officer type yes um but he did that he's a complete mess who has a child out of wedlock and 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 brought home a war these things happen yes (laughs) and shot a prisoner just like 
because he was mad. But right? I'm sure. And like he and, and the whole conniving thing about don't give yeah. me back the what and and the whole conniving thing of don't divorce me, keep your wedding ring. You might it, it might save your life. Right, like that whole scene—that was—that was rather weird, actually. He's so manipulative. Yeah. Yes, so that, manipulative. No, that was manipulative, Janet. Yes. That was not weird. It was manipulative because he didn't want her. He didn't want her to leave him. He was taught to manipulate by his mother. Yes, yes, he was. a master. And also, I don't believe that um, Ra- that Rabina um, saving the baby um, would necessarily have broken the cycle, which she. I thought it was very brave of her to admit to that. Uh, why on earth should it? Um, you know, well, no, yeah. you know, I, I, okay. Understanding that there's a cycle to break and breaking the cycle are two very different things. You are absolutely mm-hmm. correct. Mm-hmm. Remember, this is not a therapized woman. But Rabina's never struck me as a woman who would even know that. Mm-hmm. The fact yeah. that she does is kind yes. of astonishing. I thought it yes. was astonishing too. Um, but the fact of the matter is, is that that doesn't, even if she would not have actually have broken the cycle, mm-hmm. I still and truly don't believe that Lois deserves to have her baby back just because it came out of her. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, the show could have earned that. The show could have earned yes, that, but it right. doesn't because yeah. of everything wrong it does with Lois's storyline. It just exactly. makes um, Lois look erratic and inconsistent, which I don't think she is. Um which is frustrating because that's the show not doing right by its character. Yeah. And again, I do think there is probably a story in there where they could have fixed that and it got cut for time. Mm-hmm. And the exact thing to fix that would have been to get rid of David wholesale from the top. Never introduce him. Oh, he's very cute. I don't care. <laughs> he is very cute. He's very dishy. I loved that actor. Yeah. His name is like Greg Silkin. Yes, or something Greg Silkin. On, yeah. On, Mar- on Marvel's Runaways, he was great. Yeah. Um, but before we started recording, I was like, "There's one subplot this season that I have almost zero object permanence about." Mm. So, I and guess I knew that's it was David. Favorite. I knew it was David. Oh my gosh, mm. guys! How is this occupied France? Yeah. How okay. is this so boring? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what? And the worst part is, is I love the I, I love. Okay, I love the concept mm-hmm. of putting Alfred and Henrietta in 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 in. Or, uh, Did they ever mention what happened to his boyfriend, the Doctor? Uh, no, Webster just disappears. That's yeah. all we know. Okay. Um, all we know is just that Brian J. Smith, just... Brian J. Smith didn't come back for season two, and he's gone. Mm. And that's all we know. Um, honestly, like. I want to follow those two characters and see what happens to them. And this season promised me that that was what was going to happen. And what happened instead is that we had her go screw David for a little while and then go to a concentration camp. And that's I, all. Yeah, and I don't that, know. What was that? That means what that we... What was that? That we may and you, not find you, out. When we, okay, hold on. Hold on, Jan. Yeah. I just want to say... When we recorded the first episode, and Lacey was like, oh, David, he set up for Lois's new boyfriend. And I was just like, man, I can't say anything <laughs> because I knew. I wish he'd been Lois's new boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Would have been better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but your, your idea was that he was set up for to be the new Vernon. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I and, and I had to sit here and grit my teeth because I knew uh, that, I was, that you were going to be- This s- is just huh? another lesson that someone should let me write for TV shows because my ideas are better than the things that you are doing. The mm-hmm. storyline was so boring. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you get, I don't know how you make a storyline about a, a Jewish woman mm-hmm. trying to pass in France, helping like an underground railroad of, of foreign men and Jews escape occupied territory in front of Nazis. Mm-hmm. Boring. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, really, How? really the, I think the best part of, um, of Henriette's um, story in this was when she was in that village and everybody was suspicious and mm-hmm. everybody was watching oh, everyone yeah, that else. That was great. That was, that was just amazing. And then it's like, well, She's going to use her contacts and she uses her contacts and things happen. Yeah. And and I didn't understand where they had been. That They were in those tunnels where clearly the Germans had also set up shop as well. Um, and uh, there was so many. Yeah. There was so much good stuff and yes. none of it used. Yeah. And that yeah. was so frustrating. I mean, I barely remember most of it because, like I said, every time this every time it switched to that storyline, I just immediately tuned out. Mm-hmm. OK. Um, and. Speaking also of underused, mm-hmm. um, the show wanted, I think, very desperately to 
find a set to to basically use the Berlin storyline the same way it did with Helen Hunt in season one to highlight another German a, a German horrific thing that 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 the mm-hmm. uh, that the Nazi regime was doing that people yeah. don't Nazis remember. Nazis are bad. Surprise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let let let's highlight let's highlight another thing that they were doing under their regime that that that, that they basically said science <laughs> and that was a thing, right? And that that's what they were trying to do here, which was basically raping underage women, mm-hmm. um, and basically brainwashing and raping underage women, yeah. and. It didn't. A, it didn't have the balls to really put it on screen. Yeah, you know. I and would, then because it didn't have the balls to really put it on screen, it simply disappeared for three yes. episodes. Well, you know, that's um, the whole storyline with Marga was um, apparently cut quite a lot because I don't. It must have been. It was because apparently she started a relationship with that uh, hideous fried egg eater. Um, whose name I Wait, can't what? remember. Yeah. Oh, God, there was this horrible scene where they were having breakfast and he was eating a steak with three fried eggs and it was disgusting. Um, and he was, gosh, I can't remember his it, name. Is, is this because we get seven minutes cut from every episode that yes, runs in the BBC? It, I think it was because, I don't know if you noticed, when she was on bed rest, there was a big bunch of red flowers by the bed. Yes, I did notice yes. that. And he gave those to her. And and she says these bizarre things to her mother about how he's a gentleman. No, he's not a gentleman. He raped you on the orders of the Reich. I mean, it it really is a horrendous thing. And I thought it was so strange too that she. I mean, she looks like a little girl. She she's supposed to be sixteen. The actress. The actress is the actress is nearly thirty. I am, as as I re- as I read. Really? What? Yeah. The actress. The actress is much much older. Oh, they yeah. actually cast. They cast an actress who is almost thirty, but she looks almost. She looks. She looks very young. That's what actors do. <laughs> which which yeah. uh, okay so first of all the 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 good news is that you are not actually watching a 16 year old yes actress. the 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 bad news is that you are is that you are you think you're watching a 16 year old yeah um <laughs> yeah the the other women in the labor's born program all seem to be much more sophisticated than she was and mm-hmm. and and they had this sort of social life amongst themselves and i thought that if they had explored that aspect of it i think that would have been really interesting again joe wasn't real the show the show, it's like it didn't quite have the nerve. Yes. And it, again, I, I think this goes back to something Lacey said in when we talked about episode one, that she was like, I would respect this more if they basically did the office, but Nazis. And, 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 but, and I said, well, they don't have the nerve to do that. I don't think I said it quite like that. No, but you basically said something to that effect. And I, I said, said that, that, I said that if they're going to do it, do mm-hmm. it. Yes. This sort of half, me- this sort of half measure thing is just weird. Like, yeah. I actually really liked when the weird brother came home and they went all children of the corn on their parents. Oh my like, God. I and those like, poor parents. I mean, look what they have spawned together. Mm-hmm. Right? And the, and the brother is saying, oh, how well the war is going and we'll be invading England soon and things are going really well in Russia. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just you wait. <laughs> uh, <sighs> there, there, there is a connection with him. Wasn't he the best friend of... Um, I remember him piloting something. He was piloting yes, something yeah. in the beginning, but yeah. I don't even remember his name. Yeah, so was, I his, don't remember his what his Ralph. job is. Yes, yes, he was in the first episode, <laughs> and yes, we do see him. He is part of the group from from the first episode, yes. and I do believe he actually is a carryover character from season he one. He is, yes, who was very, who, and so there is a connection. Again, the whole point of this story was to try and sort of like morph what was the Helen Hunt thing into this sort of anthology series of atrocities that are happening in Berlin. Mm-hmm. And that's sort of the concept that I think we're seeing here. And that's what I sort of got from this. But again, I felt very much like this was half measures. I felt like it didn't really work. And I felt like because and, and I felt like the fact that it disappeared for three episodes was really bad. Mm. And honestly, like if part of the reason why it disappeared is because of the American cut, mm-hmm. then that's even worse. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if it has an American. No, 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 no. Every every single show that comes to Masterpiece has a seven minute, from the BBC, has a seven minute cut. Remember that because ITV shows do not because ITV shows have commercials Mm. to get. Have commercials. But BBC does not. And it is the BBC who do the editing, not PBS and not WETA. 
I actually just really think I don't actually think it's anything this like mm-hmm. nefarious. I think it's just that they want the credit for doing an mm-hmm. edgy storyline about like Nazi child mm-hmm. breeding farms without actually making people uncomfortable. Yes, I do absolutely agree with that. But how can you not be uncomfortable with the whole concept? It's horrible. Well, no, I mean, I get that, but I get that. But there's a reason that it's yeah. not in every mm-hmm. episode. And there's a reason that it's like, I don't know. I like this should be like a lot more horrifying mm-hmm. than it is, in my opinion. Not that it's not horrifying, but like the show, I feel like the show pulls its punches with this storyline. And it's really like, if you're going to do it, do it. Yeah. And, and I have to agree. The only time it gets anywhere close to being as horrifying as it needs to be is, is the, children the children of, of the, the corn. corn scene. Absolutely. <laughs> Sorry, what's, um, what's the should- children of the corn scene? It's this movie. It's this movie about I think they're yes. zombies. Are they zombies or vampires? Anyway, all the children are like blonde, um, and they literally just murder. And, and they come out of the exactly. Corn. Yes. Yeah, yes. they come out of. They literally oh, right. come out of yes. the corn. Yes, but what's what's the children of the corn scene in um in in World oh, on Fire? Oh, oh, where the brother Ralph. Oh, Ralph now that right. I know his name. Where, oh, I see. Where, yes, where where oh, they I confront see what the parents, which is actually just like mm-hmm. really horrifying. But every scene of this story, yeah. should be that every horrifying. scene of that story should give you that terrifying. Holy crap! These children have swallowed the Kool Aid and a half, and not only have mm-hmm. they swallowed the Kool Aid, but they're going to kill you if you don't pretend you also swallowed the. Kool-Aid. Yeah, there were some very nasty moments actually. <clears throat> I thought with the with the doctors. Of the Lebensborn program, where um, where yeah. poor little Marga goes and asks for like sex one hundred and one, and um, and the woman she speaks to just says, "Oh, you all you have to do is lie there." Yeah, yeah, but that, that, that was nasty. That mean all of those need to up yes. the creep factor about yeah. by a factor of twenty. Yeah, is what I'm. I think, mm-hmm. but what Lacey and I are both yes. saying. Yeah, like we need that needs to really like you need to amp the horror up in all of that and really like and really make us very deeply horrifically uncomfortable rather than because we've all seen the oh honey just lie there here's a book yeah okay we've all seen that Mm -hmm. okay we need this to be like you need to lie there here's a book and then he like comes in and super rapes her and you see it Mm. right like it needs to really like hit you in the nose and break your nose Mm -hmm. okay like that's the problem is the show doesn't actually want to break your nose, mm-hmm. and I don't. Impl- and then on some level, I don't blame them because you know there are shows that actually do that. The Handmaid's Tale really did break your nose yes. in those first three episodes. This show doesn't want to do that. I get it because after a while, having your nose broken over and over again really does sort of lose its luster. I mean, I can't believe The Handmaid's Tale still has more seasons to go. Or a spinoff? Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Are they doing mm-hmm. the test? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, they are. Oh. Anyway, point being, though, is that, that World on Fire doesn't even get close to it. Mm-hmm. And it should, if it's not going to actually go all the way there, it needs to get much, much closer. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that's well, that's true, because because they showed this pretty castle and the gardens and the people playing tennis and Wagner playing all day long. Lovely. Um, mm-hmm. and But it didn't. It showed very little of the nastiness. I mean, really, the real nastiness was that when the doctor was talking to Margaret about her fertility, he started measuring her head because they had all these weird theories about how to find Jewish people. You measure their heads and you measure their earlobes and stuff. So he was, so he was yeah. trying to find a reason to get rid of her. And her escape was far too easy. I'm sure they wouldn't let girls go tromping off into town on their own but you know that's that's tv isn't it yeah i uh, i honestly i do think that uh i i just feel like especially because zone of interest is coming out next month mm-hmm. um which is uh the 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 uk uh uh oscar uh submittal this year um it's the jonathan glazier uh uh basically the about the the guy who lived literally lived next to Auschwitz and had like his wife and kids in this gorgeous garden uh mansion that he built right next to Auschwitz um and they lived like right there and and, and basically it's about like them trying to have this like the, the, the this basically live like an upper class life mm-hmm. like walking distance from work <laughs> Um, and that's, I think, the thing that that, that World on Fire is really missing in these mm-hmm. Berlin storylines. So, um, I guess since this is the finale episode, we should talk about either what we think we'll get in season three or what we want in season three or both. I would like, okay, hey. Wait, okay. Janet. They, the Americans Janet are guess. coming. No. 
point. Yes, the Americans will be coming. Um, and I think that's going to make a huge difference. And um, I mean, maybe um, maybe Rabina will go out and run an air raid shelter or something. She should be doing something. She's a very capable woman. I mean, she's a messed up woman, but she's certainly capable of, you know, getting her own way if necessary. And um yeah, I thought the I thought the flirtation between Rabina and Sir James was sort of very weird. I mean, what was in it for Sir James, honestly? I think he just I think he just liked her. No, I I honestly do. I agree. I 100 agree. Yeah. I think he just liked her cuz she's very no bullshit, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. I do think he actually was just super attracted to her. Because I mean, if you think about it, not that I've been thinking about this in great detail, which I absolutely <laughs> have. Um I think if you think about it, I think he spends so much of his time in a world that's full mm-hmm. of like liars. I think he really probably appreciates uh, Rubina is nothing if not mm-hmm. a straight shooter. <laughs> yes, but at the same time, I think she's pretty naive. I mean, she's led a pretty sheltered life. She had this marriage, which was not good. Her husband committed suicide, left her alone. She was a horrible mother. I think this is, I think Rabina should really be having a chance to atone and to do something useful and to get out there and join in the war effort. There was a huge propaganda machine from the from, from the British government, which, you know, was in charge of everything, like getting people to go and do work that they had never done before and to work in factories and to do, and to do childcare and, um, uh, and also, Rabina or, or her servant would have been spending large amounts of time lining up for things. That's where the British get their love queuing from. Apparently, started in World War II, and they're still doing it. Well, not actually, not so much now. But uh, I mean, don't forget the, the Q, queue, the, the capital Q queue right. yeah. during uh, Elizabeth's lion uh, <laughs> state situation. <laughs> the queue. Um, mm-hmm. Annie, um, thoughts? Well, um. A, I think what I, I think what I'd like to see, um, in season three would, you know, as you say, the Americans. And so my first thought is, what American stars would I like to see join this cast? Um, and I try to. My, my first thought is, who do we know? Um, what British actors can do American accents, or what Americans show up on the BBC <laughs> on a regular basis? And my first thought was Matthew Rhys. Yeah. Um. Because most people don't even know he's Welsh. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> um, and he did he did an American accent for years on right, right, and then and then oh, he could be a hot spot, right? And then like right, yeah. But and you need course, young guys. You need um, guys like who who look like eighteen, nineteen year olds. Dudes are going to be on Apple's Masters. Yeah. Right, of the all air. those dudes are going to be on, Mas- yeah. uh, on Masters <laughs> of the Air. Are 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 nice. Mm-hmm. Are, are you know? I could totally take any of them. They're all fun to look at. Um, and uh, yeah, so basically, like that was the first thought I had is who, mm-hmm. who would we get? Who who could they get to play Americans slash be Americans on this show? Um, because I assume Helen Hunt is not coming back. Uh, well, I think she's dead. I'm actually not sure. Um. Anyway, uh, point being, um, I think what I really need this show to do, if it's going to introduce an American theater mm-hmm. of war on top of everything else, is to really think about which theaters it wants to keep mm-hmm. and which it wants to jettison and what it wants to concentrate on and which ones it needs to not concentrate on. Because right now, I don't feel like it's balanced enough and it needs to be mm-hmm. more balanced. Well, I That's have, my big yeah. critique. I have a feeling that the Marga storyline is going to disappear. Oh, no. I, I 100% agree it's yeah. going to disappear. I assume it's a one-hit wonder. I assume that next season there will be a different horror that they'll introduce. And I actually want them to think twice about doing that. Yeah. I would prefer, if they're going to do anything, I would prefer them to drop that. Mm-hmm. Drop France, mm-hmm. follow Alfred and and Henrietta to the concentration camps, mm-hmm. and just and just and just move those together and do that, and then introduce America and have America be the new one. Keep North Africa and keep Manchester, and that's mm-hmm. or or maybe just or or, or add back in Poland because right because Kasia has just gone to Poland again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I those are that's what I'd like to see. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, I think we will absolutely, I mean, the Americans are coming. We will absolutely see some mm-hmm. Americans. And I don't know, I don't know whether or not I think that the show will try to introduce like the American political theater mm-hmm. of it all. Um, I would not be surprised if mm-hmm. they do. Um, uh, I would, we're definitely going to a concentration camp. Yeah. And I don't know mm-hmm. how I feel about that because I, I don't know, like so much of what I like about this show is that it's not the World War II show that I've seen a million times and not in any way to make light of the horrors of, you know, of concentration camps mm-hmm. and the Holocaust and all of that stuff. But I, I just feel like we've been mm-hmm. down that road many times and I don't I don't know that I need this show mm-hmm. to do that, uh, but I think it's going to do that. So however, I, I will say this of any show that would do that. I do think this show would do it differently mm-hmm. or at least differently enough that I would like to see what it did because that so far this show has managed to do things differently. I'm, I, I don't know. I'm not feeling super confident after the child okay. bride's mm-hmm. right, right. story. Okay. I, um, so I don't know, but I think, I think it's going to do it. So I don't think mm-hmm. it matters. I don't think it matters at the end. Um, I do hope they find a way to do it. That is something that feels as though it's trying to say something different or tell the story differently and maybe um maybe that's by really focusing on like the the experience of of being part of that i mean we're still very early mm. in the war like not to be like it hasn't really ramped up that much yet but it kind of hasn't well it's ramped up in europe i mean britain is pretty much isolated at this point yeah no i mean mm. i mean um i mean uh i mean the final oh. solution <laughs> Uh, I don't think I don't think that that quite as much mass death was mm-hmm. happening yet. Um, well, all the time there were rumors about the camps. Um, I mean, during, I mean, from quite early on, and you know, for, for years, people's stories weren't believed. But also, mm-hmm. also, mm-hmm. also, what they they weren't killing Jews as much as they were killing gay men, black men, mm-hmm. and Alfred is both. Mm-hmm. And that I think yeah, is a fair. very different. I think that's an angle mm-hmm. that they I think, could. Yeah, I think that's an angle. Are we sure he actually left the French jail? Because I don't think he left with him. No, no, you know, he I didn't. Um, and and I was surprised too. I mean, I thought the two of them, um, Henriette's brother and Albert, um, escaped together. But but they had. Oh well, here's why. I just did a little googling. Henriette is being yes. sent to Ravensbrück, yes. Ravensbrück, which is um, notable for. Well, many yeah. things, but uh, the largest concentration camp yes. for women. Yes, yes. Which is also something that is not usually talked about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's the angle. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's yeah. the angle. Uh, what would I like to see? I would like to never see uh, Thank David you. again. <laughs> and I just, I just, he's so attractive, but he's so mm-hmm. boring. Like, I, th- I thought they were going to try to go somewhere with his, like, his Jewishness and that being his particular mm-hmm. way, like, into these, the horrors mm-hmm. of the story. But, like, mm-hmm. nothing. I mean, ending the season with him praying is not exactly like exploring his Jewish nope. identity. Uh, I want joy and happiness to Ravina always. I hope her and Sir James kind of work it out because he's Sir James is really like helping me deal with a lot of my residual like trauma over guilt <laughs> and uh, making me like making me like Mark Bonner a lot more. Uh, I, I, I can't wait to see what they do with Kaja mm-hmm. and and her uh, ramboing mm-hmm. all over Poland, yeah. I hope. Um I don't know what the heck they're going to do with Harry. Like, I guess he's going back to war again because... <sighs> He can't stop doing that. Is he going back yes. to Africa? I, I guess so. Yes. yes, that's why I assume that we are going to continue in that theater. Yeah. Um, but I mean, maybe they won't. Maybe they'll send him to Russia. I mean, I don't freaking know. Mm. I mean, they'll send wherever know. they send him is where they will focus. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I, do, I, I like, I don't like, I, I don't know. I don't know what they're gonna do with the low like some storylines feel like they could drop them for a bit and i would be fine with it like i don't know what i mean i know we're never going to get rid of lois because she's a key figure to several other mm-hmm. key figures in the cast but like i don't feel like her story is at a place right now where i need to really see a lot of what she's doing mm-hmm. um as much as that pains me to say i'd rather spend the time with kaja or mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. rabina always but you know i don't i don't know it's there's just this is a sprawling show with a sprawling cast, and I don't know. They they really did have some problems, I think, finding a balance between all of these moving pieces yeah. this season. So I don't know. Adding more to it is is 
maybe a good or maybe a really bad thing. Yeah, I thought I thought the show was interesting in that it it had um you know this emphasis on motherhood and what makes a good mother um and and you know what makes a good role for a woman and I'd really like to see them concentrate on that. You know, see more people standing in line holding baskets trying to buy a bit of liver or something. Uh I want to see Kasia in Poland, definitely. Um, I want to see what's going to happen to um, Rajib and Ishwar. I mean, they're the only survivors of their unit, which I think was terribly, terribly sad. Um, and also, I'm terribly sad about Stan. Do I mean Stan? Um, the sergeant. Yes, Stan Radic. Mm -hmm. Yes, Stan Radic, yeah. Um, and that was, you know, there was a terrible cliche moment. Um, I used to have a friend who's always going on about World War II movies that, um, you know, here's a picture of my wife and kids I'm going home on leave tomorrow and then they get, and then they get shot. That happened in this. He, he was looking at a picture of his wife and then he gets shot like five seconds later. And I thought, seriously? You're dragging up that old cliche again. Yep. Although his wife was lovely. Um, and I thought that was a very touching scene between her and Harry. I was waiting for one of them to start crying. And neither of them did because they were being brave. I mean, there was a lot of, you know, you have to be brave and you have to put out with things. And if the ATS sends you to, Af sends you to Egypt, you're going to stay there. That's another thing, too, that... Uh, that Lois was sort of bucking the system all the time. She shouldn't have been. And I also want to see Rabina do something other than sit around on the sofa being mean about people or two people. He does embroidery oh, too. Oh, heavens, yes. Embro embroider for Britain. <laughs> <laughs> yes, leading leading right, a crack well. force of needlewomen. Um yeah. She could stab a dude yeah. in the eye with a needle. I would yeah, believe it. Yeah, you could drop her behind enemy lines with an with an embroidery kit and a radio. Excellent. I don't think that's ever going to happen. It's a pity. I mean, if Rabina was a, was a linguist, I think she would have been out there. However, I'm looking forward to season three. I hope it happens. Um, nevertheless. I know, I do too. I do. I hope it happens. I hope by the time this episode drops, maybe they'll mm. announce something because we're recording this before yes. the finale airs in America. So fingers yes, crossed. Yes, fingers crossed. Yeah. Um, that is our show. Thank you, everybody, for sticking with us to a slightly longer than usual episode. Janet, tell the people where they can find you and your thoughts online. <sighs> well, I don't have many thoughts online, possibly offline too. But um, I, I'm on Facebook. And I have actually have two accounts on Facebook, one of one of which is extremely neglected, and the other one isn't particularly. <clears throat> well, not not so much, except you know my tomato plants are dead now, so I have nothing to say. <laughs> well, okay, Annie. Uh, let's see. You can find me at Annie Bundle basically on any most. Uh, social media. Uh, you can find me. Uh, you can find my byline in lots of places. Uh, I'm the uh, associate editor here at Televisions, and I also freelance around the web. But uh, places like you know uh, MSNBC and Prime Timer and Paste and other places. So just Google me and find out what I wrote this week. Thanks. Huzzah! I am Lacey MB on Twitter and pretty much everywhere else that allows you to choose a username. I write a lot here at Televisions and around the entertainment web, but I always share my byline somewhere uh, in addition to the exciting news this morning that apparently we are going to get some pandas back in America, which has been a real concern of mine over the past few weeks. We had pandas here in D.C. and they took them away from us. So let's bring that on. Anyway, uh, if you don't want any of this nonsense, the site and the pod are on social media at Televisions Blog, all one word on Facebook, and Tele underscore Visions on Twitter. If you like what we do, you can visit us at televisions.org for a whole lot more of it, including news, updates, listicles, reviews, costume rating systems. I don't know. We're trying out a lot of things. We're seeing what's happening. Let us know what you like and what you don't like. Uh, we're always around. Televisions at weta.org. If you really, really like what we do, there's a donate button up top where you can help us keep making all of this great content and get access to PBS Passport at the same time. 
which will allow you to binge watch new and exclusive seasons of all sorts of things. Uh, I guess let me do the math about when this episode is dropping. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. I hope everyone has a great holiday with a lot of, uh, you know, good food and minimal family infighting. Uh, get, uh, <laughs> get your flu shot, get your COVID booster if you can before you go gather in large numbers. And I don't know, tell us what your favorite kind of pie is sometimes. Mine is bourbon pecan. Uh, thanks as much as always. We appreciate each and every one of you and we will see you next week. Thanks for listening.